Do you like your dad? Today, we're not gonna lie. Hey everybody, welcome back to a new episode of NGL. Father's Day is coming and in light of that, we have put together a Father's Day episode for you guys. And on the topic of relationships with our dads, we know that this could potentially also be a topic that might be a little bit difficult for some of us to talk about. But going back to the idea of NGL, we always love to talk about things that are hard to talk about because we want to offer a safe space for conversation and to share stories so you know you're less alone in these things. And so today, I've invited two very, very special people, Wei Ye and Sammy. Maybe you guys can like say hi to our listeners. Us. Hello, hi. Hello. Yeah, they're here to share their stories about their growing up with their fathers. And I know you guys have been through quite a journey um, with your dad. So I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more later. In today's episode, you can look forward to hearing their stories growing up, the challenges that they've been facing, mm-hmm. some of the really intense moments and negative emotions that they've had, but also where they are in the journey right now and how they came to that point. Lah. If I could ask you guys, right, what if one word you would use to describe your dad what would that be and why uh, one word to describe my dad uh, is uh, unreasonable I think he has a lot of expectations on me that I could never fulfill so mm-hmm. yeah that's one word I would describe him in the past lah. Yeah, yeah I'm sure a lot of people will relate with that actually Sammy what about you my one word is stingy <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I guess just like a very short context will be that like um when my brother asked him to buy a 90 cent sushi, then he was like, no. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I guess that's why I remember him being stingy. Okay. But that's in the past also. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think we, we invited both of y'all because we know that y'all have been through quite a, a journey with your dad. I understand that. I think both of you have come to a place where things are slightly different now. Mm. Um, but we want to hear the process, la, you know, how, how it was really quite challenging in your growing up and also how you made sense of it up mm. till now, right? So maybe we start with Wei Yet. Um, how was your relationship with your dad like as you grew up? What were some things that maybe you can remember happening? To describe my dad a bit, my dad is the, how would I say, Asian businessman in Singapore. So I think that a lot, a lot of pictures will come to your mind. Like he is someone who is very fierce. Uh, mm. He's someone who is quite successful in his job. Mm. So I think what comes with that is that he has a lot of expectations on me. Another context is that I'm the eldest in the family. Uh, I have two other siblings, so I'm the big cockola. Right. So <laughs> being the eldest in the family of a dad who is an Asian businessman, it means that, wow, woo-hoo, mountains of expectations. <laughs> uh, like expectations started even before I was born. Like it's in no. my name because my name is... Uh, in Chinese, it's Wei Ye, right? And it actually means Wei Ta de Shi Ye. So, like, noble career. Like, before I was even born, I have expectations to do big things in, the, in, in my job, you know. Growing up, I would say he is someone who is very fierce and, and strict. Mm. I think when it comes to school, uh, when it comes to my academics, like, I think in primary school, upper primary and secondary school, that's where I really, really uh, had it hard going because... Uh, I'm someone who is not very, very, very good in studies. I'm someone who likes to be involved. I like to be part of CCAs. I have multiple CCAs. I was a stool prefect. Yeah, I joined a lot of things, but I just don't like to study, right? Yeah. So so when the time comes where I have to ask my dad to sign a report card, uh, wow, that's like part of me will die every night. That Every time when I have to ask my dad to sign mm-hmm. because... Uh, 
uh, he doesn't just sign with a pen, he signed with a few canes. Uh, <laughs> he signed with uh, the cane evolves. You know, back oh. then Pokemon was very in, right? So the cane evolved from one cane to two cane together. Then after that, he evolved into uh, newspaper. The newspaper was a bit too fragile. Mm. Uh, then he tried with rubber band with newspaper and he still flew apart. So it became Eight Days Magazine. You know, Eight Days Magazine, he will roll until very, very tight, until you can see no hole, right? Mm. Then he will tie up with rubber band, a oh few rubber goodness. bands. That's how uh, I grew up now, like mm. with, I would say fear mm. of uh, knowing that I won't meet his expectation. Fear of what would come when I fail to meet his expectation. And I think that growing up, uh, I was very scared of going home. Like I would spend a lot of time outside and uh, I don't dare to go home. Mm. And when I do go home, right, it's very late and all I see is my angry dad in front of a large TV with the volume very loud. His uh, house TV really very big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was back then to, to now. It's always very big. So... Yeah, it's all about the experience. My dad loves a big screen mm. and he likes to watch like war movies. So a lot of... It's <laughs> 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 quite scary. Yeah, then he's just one angry man <laughs> sitting in front sound. of the TV. <laughs> and then very, yeah, they're very angry and just stare like, 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 wow. So that's what I see when I go home usually. Actually, when you were sharing, then... um, Yeah, I just got reminded of my own childhood, but it's very different. Like, it's significantly different. Yeah, because for me, um, I think I came from a family background where my dad was not so present. Mm. So for you, your dad was very present and like overly present. So a bit of context is that like my dad works a lot overseas. Right. Yeah. So he's always like flying to different countries. Um, Whenever uh, I'm home, I don't really see him. Yeah. So I always felt like I grew up in a single parent family, even though I didn't. Mm. Yeah. Because the only times that he'll be home, right, he'll be in his room sleeping. I guess that's the context like um, growing up. Mm. Yeah. Then... um, I guess on top of that, maybe what I really remember more is like um, the fact that he's very uh, stingy. Mm. So he's not just stingy on like time, but I think he's stingy on like resources also. Yeah, which is weird, right? Because I mean, if he go overseas yeah, he to, like, to work, work right? right, then technically uh, he should be contributing like financially. I-, I remember this one incident that really, I guess, struck a chord with me. It's like my mom and my dad signed me up for a lot of like piano class, ballet class, and a lot of classes, right? So you can imagine the amount that they have to yep. pay each month is like not little. Yeah. So my mom will pay first. Then after she paid with she will need to ask him back because they split half-half. Mm. Yeah, so I remember there was one day, um, I think she was trying to collect back money again. So then my dad was sitting in his room, then he was sitting down, then his back was facing her. She tried to ask him like uh, to pay her back money. Mm. The thing about my dad is that he doesn't flare up but he gets very silent when he doesn't want to answer you. Like, he can really ignore you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So he was ignoring my mom when she was asking. The mom, then my mom is the kind that, the more you ignore me, the angrier yeah. I'll get. So she really like, ooh, yeah. So um, she was standing outside, then she really like trying to ask for it. Then I think my dad suddenly stood up. Then I was like, okay, this is weird. Because he's not the kind to react. Mm. So I thought he was going to like smack us or something. But okay, my dad didn't lah. Because he's a very calm person when it comes to this kind of thing. He just stand up. Then I thought he was going to slap. So I ran out of the house because I really damn scared he's going to slap us. Yeah, but uh, in the end, it was just like, uh, I guess that kind of like incidences just make me think that my dad doesn't want to pay my mom like money back. Like he just doesn't want to contribute, I guess. Mm. Yeah, so I think that is something that I grew up um, kind of like 
disrespecting my dad for. Mm. Yeah, it's like the, eh, how come you say you will pay half, but in the end you never pay back? Yeah, or like the, eh, how come you go overseas and work, but in the end you still never pay for all these things? Yeah, and I think it was just a lot of like struggling to really understand why. Yeah, because it made me realize that getting money back was so difficult. Yeah, oh. then I was like, why you put my mom through that? You know, kind of thing yeah. like, why? Yeah. I was a lot closer to my mom. Yeah. Yeah, so you would imagine that obviously in their marriage, then definitely she's also not the happiest towards him, okay. right? So you can imagine that um, since my mom and I are a lot closer, a lot of my I- impressions of him is being formed yeah. not just on what he does, but my mom's interpretation of what he does. And she will say la, a lot yeah. to you. So I will have like what I see, plus what she says about him, add together, it's like, I find it very hard to like, really mm. respect him even. Yeah, so it will be to the point where like, uh, I won't talk to him, or like, I won't even look him in the eye, that mm. kind of thing. Do you have some like, like as you're recounting your childhood now, right, do you have some like, incidents or stories that come to mind? He used to be quite violent. I mean, typical Asian, ma, like, it's not Asian family if you don't get cane, right? So, so, so when he does punish and discipline, it was quite traumatic. There was mm. once when I was in my room studying, doing homework, thankfully, when, he, when it happened. I was doing my work and I was in my earpiece listening to music. Uh, but what happened in that one incident is that suddenly I felt a kick from behind. A very violent kick. And I was shocked. So I was... I was like, like I was shocked out of like that impact. I looked behind, removed my earpiece. I saw that my dad was behind me. Mm. Then my chair that I was sitting in, it broke into two. And it was, what I was looking at, it was my dad being very angry, staring at me. He was like very upset about something uh, that I did, which I really, really cannot remember mm. what it was. But it was very memorable that when I think about my childhood and my dad, I remember that one incident mm. where uh, it came out of nowhere. So that was, that, that face, uh, is that face that he, when he's very angry and upset, mm. uh, that, that will shine, will send like, you know, chills down my spine. Like, do you ever stand up to him? Or is very like, keep inside one? Okay, not a lot lah. I think a few moments where I really couldn't take it, like, it was so unreasonable, I, I shouted back. Then, things escalate, you know, like, it become very violent. Uh, he was so strong that he could carry me with one hand, like, both my hand, he would carry me, and then the other hand used to eat this magazine and whack my leg. Oh my oh. So... Wait, and how old were you? Uh, this was secondary school. In secondary school, he can he carry He can carry, he can carry. So, so it's like he swing already, then my leg will swing to another direction, then he will drop me, and then he will swing again. I cannot even carry my dog with one hand. <laughs> <laughs> how heavy is your dog? Very fat. Yeah, my dog very fat. Yeah. I mean, he was strong, I must say he was strong, I think I'm because of, yeah. yeah, but, but I mean, that was, that was anger against anger, la, that he's angry, I'm angry, we're just angry together, but mm. my anger comes with a lot of fear, mm. he's angry, uh, is, when so I'm angry with him, he becomes even more angry, yeah, 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 I'm sure. I think when it comes to JC, I think he has come to a point where I think my dad know that I'm a bit too old for physical discipline, and I okay. think it became more, less of that, and more of like, uh, scolding, mm. like more, it become more verbal than physical. So I think that's how it was like, lah. Mm. Yeah, this until JC period. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if you don't mind me asking, like, what were some of the things that I guess he would say to you or about you as you grow older? I think some things that comes to my mind is that he will f- he will say things like, uh, like, 
why are you wasting my money? Like, because like, send you to school and then you spend your time on useless things, you know, like being part of multiple CCAs, mm. like joining school council mm. and whatsoever. La. So I think that's one thing that uh, he would say, like, don't waste my money. Why are you spending your time on all these useless things? Yeah. So I think it is all these things that he would say that it's quite hurtful because I think those are things that uh, I find myself enjoying and being mm. very passionate about. Yes, it doesn't really contribute much to my academics. In fact, it does really affect my academics a bit because like, I spent a lot of time on all these things. Lah. So <laughs> yeah. granted, I think that was valid. Mm. But I think it was these things that make me feel that, wow, my dad don't really care about what I, what I like, yeah. you know, what I'm passionate about. Mm. At the peak of it, right? Like, what was that like for you guys? And you know, how bad was it? Mm. I think in secondary school days, it was when you hit the peak. Because I guess that's the season where I start to like, realise that I'm craving for a like, male figure in my life. I remember last time I always had an existential crisis. I always ask people like, why I like guys so easily? <laughs> like, in my secondary school days. Like, I would crave for that kind of like, attention. I guess that continued all the way until like, yeah, lost sec four when I got into a relationship. Yeah, then that's when I realised like, hey, actually, this is a male figure's love that I never got before from my dad. So, I think for me, the peak really came only after the breakup. Yeah, mm. because I think that's when I realised that, wow, actually I was using him as like a refuge, I guess. A hiding space, a safe space where I could be myself, where I could tell him that like, okay, outside of school, this is my family. Because oh, he, he okay, knew about okay. it, right? So he always knew that like my family was going through um, its own tensions, its own difficulties. And he knew the real me. La. So I think when that person in my life was taken away, then mm. I was just like, oh dang, like, yeah. you know, um, all the support and all the like it's like literally your world came crashing yes like yeah. if you can put it that way yeah, I'll put it that way it's like really everything just came crashing and I think for me that was the peak because we broke up in J1 mm. so that was like uh, my prelim period also in JC then it was just like wow it was turmoil because uh, I remember like I was already struggling with prelims after the breakup then after the breakup I started to realise like oh my gosh like actually I'm also struggling with family yeah, so it was really the peak where I wasn't doing well in school. Um, then I didn't... Okay, so the thing about being in a relationship is sometimes it, sometimes it distances you from your friends. Yeah. yeah, so I also was cut off from a lot of friendships oh at no. that point. Yeah, so it was like friendships gone, then relationship gone, then like results also gone, then family also is a mess. So mm. I remember like there was this one day I was in my room, then I was just like crying. Yeah, then I told my mom like, okay, the, the thing about me is that I'm not genuinely struggling with like depression or whatever. It was really just at that point I wanted her attention. Mm. So I just say things like, mm, like, you know, uh, if you don't help me, then like I will like self-harm, that kind of thing. But I didn't really mean it. I just wanted her attention. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I think at that point, there was a lot of turmoil going yeah. on at home because my mom was put through a lot of like pressure. Like worry about Like you. worry about me. Then mm. she'll go and tell my dad like, you know, your daughter said these kind of things. Like, that kind of thing. Then I asked him to think about it. But at the point, my dad was just like, huh, really? Because I never shared to him. Mm. Like, I always look like I'm doing okay. Mm. Yeah, so I think for me, that was like the biggest down, like most down period for me in my growing up years. So I think it really peaked in J1. I think the peak of it, of when I realised that, wow, it was very bad, right? Is I think when I grow older, then I become more and more aware about like, my expectations of what my dad should do for me. I think I become a bit more like, I think my dad should be like this to me. This when I become, when I'm in JC, mm. then when in my exploration of things, 
in the outside world, outside my house, right? Outside my home, right? Like through relationships, mm. I learn about expectations of relationships. I learn about achievements, like things I'm proud of that people rain praises about, mm. but my dad finds them useless. Mm. Then another thing that I think I explored uh, when growing up was I actually came to church. Mm. Like I went to church, I came to know God. Church, we always talk about like, oh, God is a heavenly father. He mm. loves a lot. And when I see that picture of like knowing that, oh, there's a heavenly father who loves me. Naturally, people will think that, wow, it's a nice thing to know that, oh, there's a, there's a heavenly father who loves you. But to me, it made me reflect and think that, wow, well, I think I hated my dad even more like, because mm. I felt that if a father figure is supposed to look like that, how come I didn't get any hint of that from my dad? Oh. I felt that, wow. So I've been deprived of a fatherly love mm. after seeing how a father's love can look like. For a moment, I really felt that, wow, I really feel that, okay, if this is where I can find love or this is how love looks like, right? Then I kind of say that I think my dad don't love me. Mm. And and that made me feel very sad. La, like, wow, why is my dad like that? Like, why why is he so always so angry? And why why do I find it so hard to understand him? I guess for both of you, it sounds like you had quite a quite a big realisation about yourself. I mean, for Sammy, the fact that when that relationship fell apart, how like, wow, actually this area of family impacted me so much. And then mm. I think for Weiye, you had to come to terms with the fact that your childhood looked a certain way, right? Like, what was the journey beyond that? Like, you know, because I think realising it is one thing, but sometimes the realising can make you really fall apart la, when you realise how bad it was. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you two still sitting here talking about your childhood with a smile on your face, you know? Uh, actually quite similar like mine was also JC period where where I came to that point of realisation right yeah. that um, that perhaps uh, this is how I view my dad and perhaps this was how much he, his absence has uh, kind of like influenced me growing mm. up and my perspective of like relationships yeah um, I did realise that I was starting to hate him for being absent mainly because I'm very close to my mom. that's why that kind of hatred grew because I felt like experience yeah right? and I wanted to protect her in mm. some sense like I felt that like since uh, you are her husband then you should be doing certain things you should live up to certain expectations yeah so I think that's why my hatred towards him grew not because of the things that he didn't do because it wasn't very severe it wasn't like physical abuse or anything yeah but it was more of like because I'm very close to my mom, so I always feel like I need to protect her yeah then I'll be like why are you like that then I'll just not like him and hate him mm. yeah what happened after that though? Like, because I think whatever you just described is quite common la, for mm. people who maybe see the effects of a father's absence. I think in your case, your, your dad was still in your family, mm. just that he wasn't really very present. But I also know of many people who whose dads actually like did walk out yeah. on the family. And I think like it's very hard la, to have fond feelings towards your father when he walked out mm-hmm. or to have fond feelings towards your father when you know he cheated mm-hmm. on your mother right mm-hmm. and I think a lot of children when you see the effect that it has on the other parent you will want to side la, with yeah. your mother especially when she's the one who has provided for you and cared for you so in your case like I guess how did you move on from that and like what was that journey like I think it was a very gradual process and even until now I would say it's still a mm. work in progress because it's like so many years of like growing a certain prejudice against my yeah. dad already. Yeah. Like, 
uh, if let's say today he says something, I will interpret it as something super negative, mainly mm. because of my lens of him. Mm. Yeah, so I think it's still a work in progress. But I think what really helped along the way was I think very small things. Like for instance, um, I remember I tried my best to open up more to my family, like about how I'm really feeling and how I'm really doing. So I remember in J two, uh, my one of my uh, church mentor challenged me to actually talk to my family and to gather them together to to pray for me for my A-levels. Mm. Yeah, then I was like, Siao, uh, like they won't pray <laughs> for me. La. Like, why would they care about me? Especially like my dad, right? Yeah, but then it was the first time we really gathered together to 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 kind of like commune and like mm. talk to each other. So that was quite a good start. Yeah, then I think subsequently, um, I tried to chill like family meals, that kind of thing. Mainly because I really wanted to know my dad as a person. Yeah, because I felt like I was just knowing him based on what my mom said. But how did you get there, you know? Like, from uh, a place of like, wow, you're a terrible person to yeah. like, I want to know you more. It's mm. quite a jam, eh? I, wow, I guess I would really have to say that it's quite a internal shift. And it's a, I would say it's a, because of my faith, la. Yeah, because I think I really came to a point where I realised that, I realised that, hey, actually, I also make mistakes in life. Yeah. So for me also, like, I think when I look back on my previous relationship, right, I think I really hurt the person a lot. Like in terms of like how I drew parallels between him and my dad to put him down, to say like, hey, why you do this? You remind me of my dad. You told and him that. Yeah, I told him that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, I think it was all these instances where I started to realise that hey, actually even in a relationship myself, like I am also not the best. Like, it was just a realisation that, hey, actually, I also make mistakes. Yeah, then I started to realise that, uh, a bit like way yellow, I need to cut my dad some slack to, to a mm. certain extent. La. Along the years or so, actually, I got into a lot of, like, ambiguous friendships. Mm. Yeah, so it was always, like, I wanted the attention, but I didn't want to commit. Mm. So when I realised how many people I hurt along the way or so, then I realised, like, okay, actually, we all, like, make mistakes. Yeah, and we all hurt people along the way. So I think that was a lot easier for me to realise that, okay, la, I also want to mend this relationship with my dad. Mm. Yeah. And I think that when I asked myself whether I could forgive my dad, I think I realised that I, I find it very hard to do so because like, of all the hurts that he has uh, caused on me, right? Mm. But because I know that it has a toll on me when, when I continue to be unforgiving, I continue to blame him, I continue mm. to think of a certain way of him, right? It was very tiring. Mm. It felt like I couldn't get past this stage of myself, you know, to to grow up. That really helped me to come to terms and to realise that, okay, yeah, he really goes through a lot of stress. I think he goes through a lot of uh, struggles and battles on his own. Mm. I think, like, at work, it was very stressful, dealing with a lot of, like, uh, financial issues, a lot of... Uh, quarrels and and even like think quarrels escalate to even like uh, court cases and all mm. because of inheritance and everything and I think that made me realize that perhaps I really needed to learn to forgive my dad but more importantly to see past the hurts that he has created that he has caused but to really actually recognize that he's also someone who is imperfect my dad as a person has really been overshadowed by my expectation of him. That I expected him to be better, I expected him to be to be to be loving. 
But I think all this expectation has really shadowed and clouded my the fact that my dad is imperfect and and he also deserves forgiveness. La. So that made me realize that okay, I think that I I've been quite strict on my dad myself based on my expectation of him that that even though all these things that he has done in the past growing up, I realized that uh, I didn't really give him a chance la, to realize that he for me to realize that he's also a person uh, with his own battles with his own struggles and and I think that made me realize that yeah my dad imperfect law and if I'm an imperfect person then why am I having the expectation for him to be perfect you know that was unfair I feel this is a very interesting perspective because I feel you exercise quite a bit of empathy towards your dad and com- and even though you are I guess bearing the brunt of his imperfections, right? And and the thought that I have la, is that I feel as we become adults, maybe that also is a choice that we get to make. Like, it sucks that there were certain things in our childhood that were not ideal, right? But as you become an adult, do you want to continue remaining mm-hmm. in the, the shadow of that child and that whole childhood trauma? Or do you want to, I guess, decide what you live by and who you want to be? La? And it does seem that in your case, you, you chose empathy which I think is not easy to do I don't think it diminishes the pain that you went through also but I I find it quite admirable that you are willing to put yourself in your dad's shoes to try and figure out why he may have been the way he was I'm quite curious also particularly for Weye right because Weye your dad right Weye has a very very cute son yeah has becoming a dad like changed the way you see your dad in any way when I brought my son home to visit my parents, right? Uh, the funny thing is this, lah. When when my dad is with my son, with his grandson, right? Honestly, I couldn't recognize him. Like, like he became someone who is so gentle, so tender, so funny, you know. And and he's so he's so like like everything that my son does, like simple tricks or saying blurting out like papa and everything make mm. him so proud mm. make makes my dad so proud and when i see my dad laugh and smile at at what my son does it really make me realize that wow who is this man <laughs> <laughs> who who is this man that i cannot recognize and and i think that really helped me to realize that uh that yeah this is the side of my dad that perhaps i've forgotten so i think being a father really changed a whole new like you open a whole new world for my relationship with my dad mm. I think I just find it quite interesting that you say this because I can imagine it going the other direction as well that as you become a father like you see how much you love your son how much you're willing to pour out for him and then it you come to terms with how much your dad failed you you get what I mean like like it could very much have gone the other way I think also I know of people who maybe see their parents playing with their kids, right? Then feel like, how come you can do this for my kid but you couldn't have done this for me last night? Yeah, mm. like, was there ever a thought that crossed your mind? I think now that I I have this son as a responsibility, a priority in my life, I think seeing my dad interact with, with, with him, right? Uh... Honestly, it didn't really cross my mind or perhaps I was beyond, I, I was 
long beyond the stage where I still blame him. Mm. I think I've come to terms and I have learned that, yeah, my dad doesn't have the easiest of life. I am thankful for him, like for, for sacrificing in his ways. I think that in, in, in his own way, la, that I think he really provided for the family. We were never in lack. I have come to terms with that. And now that I see that my dad is happy uh, and, and joyful because of my of because of us visiting with our son mm. I think that was something that I was okay to settle with mm. Sammy how's your relationship with your dad now after all those years I guess it's like a work in progress like what I shared earlier I think ever since the more like dinner gatherings together and whatnot, I started to see him open up a bit more about his struggles yeah because I realised that I don't know is it a guy's thing or what but they are more like men of few words like they just like you know contain everything to themselves they don't share their burdens and and struggles with you Mm. yeah so I think it was only very recently then I realised like hey actually um, all the years that my dad has been trying to provide for us he also went through his own struggles I think it was all this realisation that made me realise that what I wanted from him was like emotional support but then what he was trying to give me was like financial support Mm. yeah so I guess there was a mismatch in that Um, but definitely there are still some days where like I get like angry at him like I remember back then when I went to JB then I got stomach flu then (laughs) my dad said uh, like okay so it was really quite bad okay my fever was like 39 degrees that kind of thing then I was like Going to the toilet so often, yeah, even vomited and everything. Then my dad just say, "Oh, all of us were because I went with my family." Yeah. He was like, "Oh, all of us are fine, eh? I think you got a weak stomach." <laughs> yeah. Then he's like, "Even I'm stronger than you." <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 wait. "That's a very bad joke to pull." I haven't even fully recovered, and he said it. Yeah. Oh then I think after that he felt a bit bad because I could see in in his eyes. He was like, "Okay, sorry, should I have said that wrong joke?" Yeah. But um. I think it's all these moments that it will still like make me think like do you not like care about me as mm. your daughter that kind of thing because I mean after all I'm a girl right yeah but I think um, that aside definitely starting to grow more in our relationship in terms of like talking to each other yeah so I would say that my dad actually is the one who's a bit more intentional recently to ask me to meet up for like breakfast one on one it's a bit awkward do you have anything to talk about? Uh, he asked me about life ah. like because recently I got attached and he asked me so how do you know you want to marry this guy <laughs> like oh, that's a very deep question yeah but but I guess um, we do share life he tries to ask me about my life mm. yeah then he will tell me like I'm trying to play the catch up game then mm. I say oh okay sure but it's still a bit awkward because no matter what it's like it was still pure in comparison to if he was there with me like yeah, in my growing up like primitive years yeah. so getting better do y'all have I mean we I think we've covered quite a bit into this episode and we've heard quite extensively about both your growing ups which I'm very thankful for uh, that you guys share your stories with such openness as we come to the close of the episode right is there any encouragement that you might want to leave with our listeners because I'm assuming that quite a number of people who would have clicked into this episode probably have a difficult relationship with their dad and I think we know that every difficult relationship is a little bit different but there probably are some commonalities like whether it's worth hoping for something more, mm. whether it's really my problem that like he was a bad dad, you know, things like that. Mm. Like, are, are there any thoughts that you might want to leave with them to encourage them in this journey? I think there will be times when you will feel that, like you take a few steps forward and then um, 
on like super bad days you feel like you took even more steps backward in terms mm. of like family relationship yeah i think that that comes to me quite a lot sometimes mm. um even now like sometimes it's like oh i thought things are going well like oh we are going for overseas trip together as a family yeah but then during the family trip then hey, actually we step on each other's toes then mm. you'll just think to yourself like is it even worth it you know yeah, just stay like, in singapore like, yeah just stay in singapore right <laughs> yeah that, that kind of thing yeah but i think um despite that i would say that i think what keeps me going on is like really having this mentality of like okay what is my dad's like lived reality I think I'm, I'm very big on the whole like, okay, what's people's lived realities? Because I realise that everyone has a different uh, lived reality and everyone is going through very different things. Yeah, so sometimes when I have chats with my dad or like when I ask him more about like things, then he'll tell me like, oh yeah, like actually today's a bad day at work mm. or like, you know, actually... Because um, sometimes he'll accidentally lash out on me la, like sometimes when he gets very stressed at work. Mm. So it's not to the extent of like physical abuse or what. But I think it is to the extent where like I'll get quite hurt by him mm. sometimes like bit verbally. Yeah, but I think it's like when I check in on him and I say like, hey, actually, why do you say that just now? That kind. Then he'd be like, yeah, I'm so sorry. It was a bad day at work. Yeah, so I think I realised that it's just having to grow a deeper understanding of each other in the family. Yeah, and between me and my dad is really trying to understand him better and allowing him to also understand me better. Yeah, because I feel that he doesn't know what hurts me or he doesn't know what pricks me. Mm. Yeah, so it's like when I make it known to him, then at least he's aware. Yeah, then it gets better from there. I guess what I'm hearing from you also is that it is not too late to start this catch-up game, which I I feel actually is quite hopeful because I imagine like sometimes it really can feel like the time to have built that relationship was like mm. years ago or even like a decade ago, right? And we just have like missed that window. But mm. it's quite encouraging and refreshing to hear from you that even in your adulthood, you are building that relationship with your dad. Trying and in a build. sense, you're not trying to build, still getting a bit pissed off and irritated sometimes, which totally happens. It's mm. very understandable and relatable. But I, I think I am walking away also knowing la, that there is actually still room to continually build my relationship with my dad, with my parents as an adult. So mm-hmm. yeah, thanks. That, that was really quite refreshing insight. What's your thoughts on it, Wei? I think my encouragement is that, um, I mean, don't just think about like what, our, what your dad has expectations of you, but actually you will fail to realise that actually we also have expectations of them. Like, mm. you know, that how they should be of a certain way, they should be less strict, more flexible, you know, uh, more communicative, uh, to express more, to talk more. But I think that all these are also expectations that we also kind of like borrow from our environment, like from the world, like, oh, you know, TV shows say that, you know, family looks like that and I expected you to know, but you don't know. Mm. Like, being a dad myself, I learned that, you know, no one really prepared me to be a dad. I think that, you, you don't go through a course where you're like, oh, how to oh. be a dad 101, right? Yeah. And, and you really have to figure out on your own and you may think that you're ready, but wow, when you really get into it, when you're really taking care of a life, right? You realize that there are so many things that you realize you don't really know. Mm. Uh, there are so many good resources out there to teach you how to be a good dad, but you won't know which one is the best yeah, or whatsoever. Yeah. So, so everyone has their own limited resources or ex- access to resources or or knowledge on how to be a good parent. Mm. And I think that it's very difficult and hard already to be a parent. And I think that if not more, but like it will be very stressful. Lah. Like if you already have already, like, like can you imagine like if your dad already has so many things on his plate and now he needs to also take care of you. Having an expectation on him to be a certain way may not be fair. I think that uh, as much as we hope 
for the better that our debt will be a certain way. We have to recognize uh, that they are also growing. I think that they are still growing. Uh, until now, I'm being a dad, I'm still trying to figure out, I'm still learning on the way. Mm. I think like parenting really looks very different at every stage of life. And I think that that is something that uh, I would also wish for my son to have of me to to be gracious, to know that, okay, I may not have everything figured out, but I'm trying. And I think it's really about giving our dads the chance to try. Sometimes we have walls against them. They want to try, also don't dare to try. And easily they will just slip into the status quo. Lah, that, okay, if this is what I'm comfortable with, we stick with it. Mm. But I think that if we are willing to try as children ourselves, we it's not wrong for us to initiate, to try, to make a difference. I think it starts somewhere. If you find yourself more work than your dad, then do something <laughs> first, right? You don't wait until your dad do something. So, so I guess it's really... Uh, it takes two hands to clap, lah. I feel. Don't don't be too hard on your of your dad. Father's Day, if y'all don't really talk about anything, y'all can't talk, right? My tip for you is to write a card. Oh, uh, really? You yeah, write yeah. a card to your dad. Uh, for a start, if this is your first card, don't write too long, lah. <laughs> just say Happy Father's Day. Just thank him for one thing. I think I tried it, lah. It was tough. I, my first card was quite short, but when you start on it, you start to open up. It should break the ice earlier. Yeah, yes, it, it, it breaks does. a bit, and yeah, I think yeah, gradually it, it starts yeah. something. Mm. Yeah, so so trust me on this. I think you can do it. Yeah, <laughs> you have to just give it a shot. Mm. Interestingly, I think one thing that I realized hearing your story, right, is that many times maybe our parents also are a product of their own upbringing. Mm. Like because you parent according to how you were parented, right? Yeah. Most people, I think, either you emulate how your parents brought you up or you go the other direction because you really think that it sucked and it was very bad. La. But I also think it's a younger generation thing. Last time, they, they're not so like complicated and like, wow, my parents parented me this way and it's so bad until like I will parent my kids oh, yeah, the yeah, other yeah. way, right? Yeah. I feel it's quite our generation we start mm. to think like that. Mm. Um, but I think what, what I'm capturing also is that actually, I guess for better or for worse, our upbringing really has an impact on us if we do become parents in future. And... I think part of us growing is recognizing that our parents are a product of their upbringing and possibly giving them grace yeah. and space in that. But also for ourselves, then actually it's very important to heal eh, from mm. your own growing up. Because if not, then yeah. I guess this is just going to be perpetuated through generations, right? And I think for myself as a young adult, uh, before having kids, I, I, I do think that there's room to go and like really process and mm. think about how our upbringing and our so relationship important. with our parents yeah. have impacted us for better or for worse. Yeah. And I do think that in some cases, it could really be quite intense as well. La. Like I do know of people who struggle with things like anxiety mm. um, because of a difficult relationship mm. that they have with their parents. I know of people who have um, really more serious like experiences that cause them to have some form of trauma as well. And I think if there are these forms of implications on you, right, actually there really is no shame in seeking professional mm. help as part of your healing journey. Because if we all believe that it's, it's good to be healthy, right, and mm. it's good to, I guess, be your own person yep. as an adult to, to walk out of the shadow of your childhood. And then actually there is really no shame or yep. in seeking help if you need that help or to talk to some friends who may be able to walk you through that yeah. um, and I think it's just part of becoming a healthier adult and becoming our own person yep. as we mature and grow up mm. yeah so thank you so much for sharing your stories with us I think it 
I don't think it was easy, la, right, to open up about these kind of things. And I don't know whether it's the first time actually that you're uh, doing this. But thank you for letting NGL have the honour of hearing your stories um, chronologically like that. And for those of you who are watching our episode, we hope that you found this relatable. If you are in fact struggling in some way with your relationship with your dad. Um, I think like what we said many times, like, everybody's relationship with their dad is very different. And it's very hard for us mm-hmm. to capture every single person's experience with their dad with just two people but we hope that from these two stories you at least found some things that were relatable that you felt understood in certain things and if there are there are any things at all that you feel you want to share or you want to kind of like have a conversation about right our dms are really always open our telegram channel as well is really open for you to just join in for a conversation and we would love to chat with you if father's day is particularly difficult for you we understand. I think we have friends as well who really, really struggle uh, with celebrations like that. But there's always room for us to have conversations together if it is hard for you. So thank you for joining us in this episode. We hope that you really enjoyed it. If you like our video, you can like this. You can share it with your friends who might enjoy it as well and subscribe to our channel. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at ngl.people and you can find our content on YouTube, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We have a Telegram group if you want to join us for conversations in between episodes. And we would just love to be able to engage with you guys so much more. So we've come to the end of our episode. And until next time, we'll see you again.